This episode of the Butane by ABIC podcast is brought to you by the Aesthetic and Beauty Industry Council. Hello and welcome to the Butane by ABIC podcast, your online support community for the aesthetic and beauty industry. Here, we are strengthening and unifying the industry through representation, innovation and education. This is a platform created and dedicated to the aesthetic and beauty industry, valuing unity and advancement. We serve to represent, support and inspire you by connecting you with industry experts, expanding your knowledge through educational pieces and bringing you the latest industry news. This is Beauté by ABIC. Welcome, I'm your host, Stephanie Miller, and today's guest is Frank Salam from Vital Plus. Born in Paris, Frank earned a degree in music from the International Conservatorium of Music. He taught piano to children for over 15 years and also studied at La Sabon in Paris, where he obtained his Bachelor of English. After moving to Australia as a young man, Frank continued his mother's legacy, Vital Plus, founded in 1989 by his mother, Jacqueline Gobicheur. After graduating from several sales courses and studying with one of our industry's best educators, Gay Wardle, Frank's focus on education and sales also led him to obtain a degree in neuro-linguistic programming. As his involvement in the beauty industry grew, he became particularly interested in Vital Plus's health and holistic skincare approach. As a result, the company now boasts an exclusive focus on holistic skincare, with Frank as its CEO. Here to give us industry insights and talk about the future of beauty and aesthetics from Vital Plus, today we welcome Frank Salam. Welcome to the podcast, Frank. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you? <laughs> Good. We had a bit of a false start there in the beginning, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> It's so nice to have you on board. We always have such great discussions. We always end up having a bit of a giggle. And today um, we're, we're here to talk about your insights onto the future of beauty and aesthetics industry and pick your brain a little bit about all things Vital Plus. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I love sharing things, you know, experiences and ideas, especially with you, Stephanie. We always start our podcast in the same way, finding a little bit about our guest. Um, how you actually came to be in the aesthetic and beauty industry. Yeah, well, look, for me personally, it's quite a long journey. I started out studying music in Paris and started teaching music. And uh, I wanted to really throw myself as a you know, pianist. I, I specialize on the piano. And uh, what I found is when I was doing all these lessons, I just didn't, didn't want to work on my own programs so I thought I'll, I'll, I'll come to Australia where my mother set up a business I'll work for her and then I'll just be able to focus on my own musical development and uh, in the end I just got uh, more and more 
passionate about uh, the beauty industry, the especially the the angle and uh, the path that my mother was taking, which was more linked to the, a holistic approach, including you know nutrition and health and all of those things uh, really intrigued me. And then I uh, well, I, I my mother retired from Vital Plus, the business she founded, and I took over ten years ago. That's extraordinary. You took a very different path into the industry, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, your degree in music um, yeah. and working for um, the is it International Conservatorium of Music. Yeah, yes, that's, that's <laughs> right. Uh, it was a conservatorium in Paris where they had a lot of um, English-speaking students. Uh, so because I, I was bilingual, I fitted in really well and... Um, yeah, uh, taught there for, for many Maybe years. Maybe you can give us some French during the podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a beautiful language. Oh, um, so you actually, you're working with Vital Plus. You're, you are Vital mm-hmm. Plus. Mm, um, that's tell right. Tell us a little bit about what Vital Plus is and, you know, what's your point of difference in the market? Yeah, well, thanks for asking that question. I, well, as you know, we're, we're a skincare distributor and what we do is we uh, sell skincare products and we also provide education to the Australian beauty industries and I think you know when you ask uh, what are your unique points of difference I think it's a, a crucial question that every business should know how to answer what makes your beauty salon different from other beauty salons is something that you should learn to sort of have a clear vision and you can you can just Pull it out like a, a business card, you know. For us, is we seek products that prioritize long-term skin health. It's as simple as that. So, you know, when you've got that in clear in your mind, it guides you in, in what you do. And naturally, you know, we, we have, for example, a real focus on, on the skin barrier. We feel that the skin barrier plays a crucial role in long-term skin health. So everything that we research is linked often to that. I think that that's understanding your unique selling point, your USP, guides you the way that you operate. So it plays a great deal of importance. And, you know, we also feel that education is a very important aspect of our business because we we want to empower uh, the women who work with our products. And so that, again, creates the, the environment that we want to, to offer to our clients. I, I think what you've said is extremely important. I love that you add in to your phrase long-term skin health. Yes, that's right. Um, it's a very important uh, part <laughs> because you can get results-driven uh, uh, products and that's a very different approach to how you treat the skin you can get very, very quick results. And if you were, you know, if you were invited to a wedding tomorrow and you wanted you wanted to have a quick <laughs> sort of glowing facial type of thing, it's a different treatment than if you're looking at nurturing and caring for your skin so that it, it looks still young and, and youthful and radiant and full of vitality in 10, 20, 30 years. It's a very different approach. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that approach. What is what maybe one or two key elements that you would focus in the long term part of it rather than just an instant, for example, glow up? Mm. Well, you'd be amazed that the power of your skin has already 
in it. We've evolved through millions of years. And so we've learned, you know, our skin has learned to defend itself against the sun, against the, the oxygen, against uh, all the, the attacks that it gets every day. And it has a, a fantastic, amazing mechanism of, of, you know, regeneration, of rejuvenation, of defense, of immunity, all of that. So, we really believe, at Vital Park, we really believe in the skin's natural potential of being healthy, of, of staying young uh, longer. If you nurture, if you nourish it with the right nutrients, if it can assimilate those nutrients. And also, you know, there's, there's all that protective barrier element of the skin that plays a very vital role in the way it protects itself, the way it keeps itself hydrated, you know. So uh, there's a lot of elements that you can do to empower all of those aspects in your skin. And that gives you that long-term skin health because in the long term, you, you're actually slowing the aging process as opposed to some treatments which, you know, will be a very aggressive, uh, very stripping, but the skin reacts immediately to that. And a day or two after those treatments, your skin is glowing and radiant, but uh, depleted of, of some of its resources. And if you do that, if you miss administer those sort of treatments daily or monthly or weekly, you know, it, it just becomes um, depleted of its natural resources. And then in the long term, you find that you're, you're fighting against, you know, the inevitable uh, signs of aging, you know, pigmentation, the completely dehydrated skin, the, the surface layer has lost its thickness and all that. I'm sorry, I, I didn't think we'd go into this. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating. I think when, when you're talking about the question about points of difference really lends itself to that because even, yes. for example, we're talking about the long term. Um, just wanted to, you to explain that a little bit more because you are talking about things like restoring the microbiome, right? Yes. Because that's not a flash in the pan treatment. It can't be done in one day. It's not yeah. a glow up treatment. It is something that is yes. you know, long term and it is something that you need to consistently upkeep for the long Definitely. term so, exactly. so i suppose we i we we all now listening to you understand a little bit more about vital mm. plus and how they are so mm. different in the fact that they're focusing towards that long-term skin health and the word health is really important in that as well really important exactly thank you so much for explaining the the difference mm. uh, it, it's fascinating i love what you do yeah and i am fascinated by the whole you know the whole science behind it, the, the mechanism and the wonders of how incredible your skin is and what it can do if you give it the right elements it's it's mm. just really we're all very we're passionate here very aren't we <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about education, and before we jump on, mm -hmm. you actually told me that your education is available to absolutely everyone, not just yes. your pockets and your clients. And I feel that that is very in line with what we do in ABIC. Yes. We yeah. are all about the industry, about bettering the industry, about as you said um, about the ships, you know, a yes. rising tide raises all ships and that's yes. your philosophy. I think that's what yes. makes you an exceptional foundation member of ABIC um, yes. because you have that forward-thinking approach to and that generous nature to give information and education out to the industry. 
you know, how does Vital Plus uh, support the beauty community through that education and other initiatives that you do? Yeah. Well, the fact that we are called partners or sponsors of ABIC is one way, of course, because we, we, we're, we love everything that you do, everything that uh, ABIC has been doing uh, really echoes deeply within us. You're really trying to help everyone who is in the beauty industry uh, through your education through your through the laws through the everything that you do in the back end with the governments and and everything and during you know covid uh, the roles you guys played was incredible and one of the talks where we had for example we had a um, gay waddle you know he's one of the founders of abic and uh, we interviewed her about all the things that we needed to do to prepare the salon for reopening, you know, back, way back when we had to close down all the salons. Yeah. There were so many things that we had to consider about uh, safety and, and how to prepare the salon. And, you know, uh, Gay was like, no problem, Frank, I'll be there. I'll talk to anyone and everyone who wants to listen. You know, that's the philosophy of ABIC, to want to help. Um, and yeah, I think that we shouldn't be, you know, like we are generous, but we shouldn't be afraid to be generous and to help one another. Because if we grow stronger as a, an industry, everyone benefits from it. You know, sometimes I hear beauty therapists, they, they, uh, set up a salon and then there's another salon that sits up a hundred meters from them or something. And I said, that's a great thing. You know, that creates interest in the, the bars. It's, it's wonderful. And if there's a competitor, then it forces you to raise your game. And so everything rises. Uh, the, the stronger we all become, the more knowledgeable, the more growing our industry will go. I love what you just said, you know, yeah. and it's so important. Like I think your philosophy and the philosophy of Vital Plus you're looking at this partnership that we have with ABIC in such an altruistic way. Uh, you know, you're a foundation member, which means you donate generously uh, your funds to keep this running for the industry. And, mm. um, you know, because it, it, it does take funds to run an association. And sure. yet you actually don't ask for anything in return. What you are asked is, what can I do more to help? How can yeah. I give my time? How yeah. can I educate? And yeah. it's so refreshing and it's so wonderful to have foundation members that really look at this as their uh, community give back, their community outreach, their industry outreach about what they can do to give back to the industry, um, you know, with funds for running the organisation but also with their time and they lend their staff and um, mm. the of themselves. And, I, you know, truly the industry probably doesn't know how much you all give and how important you are to uh, to ABIC and to the foundation of ABIC. We just love to thank you so much for that. It's an absolute pleasure and it's, it really is a, a wonderful industry. When Once you start to know all the people who are involved there, they're all really caring and amazing human beings. The Aesthetic and Beauty Industry Council is Australia's peak industry body, representing the collective professional beauty and aesthetic, salon, clinic and spa community. Created for the industry, by the industry, our council is a collaboration of industry leaders who bring their commitment and specialised skills to raise industry standards, guide regulation and be a strong voice to government. 
At ABIC, our purpose is to provide an accessible and supportive organisation for the betterment of the professional beauty and aesthetic field, to enhance working practices and promote unity across the various sectors of the industry. ABIC's mission also includes being a trusted source of referral, education and guidance for clients of the beauty and aesthetic profession. ABIC is here to support our members through an extensive offering, including hundreds of valuable resources, HR support and industry expert facilitators to ensure your continued growth and success. Join us today and together let's safeguard the future of the beauty and aesthetic industry. Find us at www.theabic.org.au. At ABIC, we are here for you. I feel very privileged, very, very privileged to be in this So I. Very privileged and extremely humble. Yeah. You know, part of the um, basically about the mission of ABIC is to help salon owners, to help professionals in the industry. And mm. this is something that, you know, we often work on together. And I know that Vital Plus has had always an interest in this, uh, regardless, with their, with their own stockists and with their own community, but even more than that. What would you say your top three tips for beauty salon owners would be at the at this present time, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. And I had to sort of really juggle because I, I have hundreds of tips, but, um, well, I guess it, I had to prioritise uh, three. So um, I'll start with my number one is have a really good team of people. If you're a, a one-person salon, then you know, the next step in your business will be to have people working with you because you just, you know, you hopefully are growing. Um, but in the meantime, you can invest in yourself. But if you do have a team, then that's the part that's uh, really important for your business. You need to attract the right people. And um, once you've you found the right people in, in your team, you have to still nurture them. It's not because they were fantastic at the uh, job interview that they're going to be, uh, they're going to know exactly everything that you want them to do. So you really need to take time to, you know, talk about, you should have weekly meetings with your team uh, so that you can talk about the clients, you can talk about sales. Um, you, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the sales that have been made, but the approach to offering uh, products or services, the treatments you should talk about, you know, how you can refine them, uh, the promotions, uh, all of these things that you can, uh, you need to discuss, um, even your, your brand values, you know, all of those things keep reminding your team about what you are doing. And, and also, you know, lead by example, for God's sake, you know, um, the way you carry yourself is very contagious. And it affects your team. So <laughs> true, isn't it? Uh, so, you know, you make your, your, your team feel safe, but at the same time, you push them to develop their own skills and knowledge and take the time to, to celebrate with them the wins and, and, you know, the birthdays and things like that. So your team is number one. If I have to give one advice is nurture and mold your team. Take the time to spend with them. You know, as you grow your team, that becomes more and more important. So that's my number one. And if you don't have a team, then work on yourself. Do the work on yourself. My number two, this one I think, is really important, but you might disagree. I think you have to be good at sales. I've often heard, 
you know, I, I used to go on the road and see the beauty salons and the salon owners and they'd say, oh, you know, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to. And I totally disagree. And I look, look, if you're pushy, you're, you're just going around it the wrong way. But as skin experts, you have to teach your clients about the skin. And if they don't want to know about the skin, you need to show them how to take care of it, the importance of it, and, and what you can advise them. So, so sales is, is not about being pushy. It's communication. It's being curious. It's being influential. It's listening. It's also, you know, being confident, confident that you can help. So when you develop your sales skills, it, it affects all aspects of your life. If you want to influence uh, someone, and I'm talking, of course, from an ethical point of view, of course. <laughs> but if you oh, want, cool. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, it's you can. Influence... negotiation skills, yes, they're, yeah, they're I mean, important in an ethical way, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, you can influence people to do bad things as well, but that's just not that's not what uh, we're talking about. You know, you have to pitch your point of view. I can tell you, when you have kids, uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> And you want to teach them to, you, you want to make them understand that they need to eat their vegetables, for example. You need some really good sales skills there because they will say no, 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 no many times. And if you, if you don't feel confident about what you have to share, then, you know, for a salon, it's difficult to survive. If, if you and the team, you know, not just you, like for, I see like with salons when, the owner goes on holidays for a month and the sales just drop. And I think, oh, no, you've got to get your team involved in this. And I think that that's also, you know, in the hiring process, hire someone for their personality because you can always teach them how to perform the massage or the facial treatment the way you want them to. But, you know, uh, if they're very shy, very introverted, very, you know, uh, that's going to be a more challenging feast. So, so definitely sales is very, very important. They've got to know how to promote uh, your promotions, how to reschedule, how to follow up. Uh, you know, it's all, all about communication and, and being interested in wanting to help. And that's what sales is. And that's... no one will forget your um, green vegetables analogy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a, a daughter who really sharpened my sales skills. And, and, and you know, you really need to continuously sharpen those skills uh, so it's not just going to a seminar and then you know hoping that uh, it'll stick you you need to that's why the you know having weekly meeting nurturing your team discussing how can we present this product how can we sell this treatment uh, how can we upsell what are the things uh, role playing all of these things are really great for your team really good Number three for my three tips, uh, <laughs> I would say. Be careful to uh, select the third one because it's your last one. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know it's hard. Um, I, I had a hard time with. I, I look. I I think that it's really important to have a clear brand uh, strategy framework. So, um, you know, your brand is your soul. Um, it's the why you do what you do. It's sort of how do you position your brand? You know, like. For example, if I may, uh, Vital Plus, uh, our mission and vision statement goes like this. It goes, we are on a mission 
to empower our clients' professional growth and success through carefully selected holistic products, education, and business support in order to elevate the skincare industry's professional practices and promote thriving, happy business. That's our vision mission statement. So it says everything about what we want to do. And from there, we can devise our brand. But it helps us in moving forward. Uh, you know, if you have a clear idea of what, what your vision and mission statement is, it'll allow you to, to create all your marketing, all your, the tone of voice, the, the, yes. the color of your, of your walls, everything that you, you choose, you know. Um, we have three core values at Vital Plus. Mm. Uh, I was telling you before, we believe in the skin's natural potential for health and vitality. We believe that education creates better businesses. And we believe in big hearted and human connections. So everything, once, you know, all of that creates everything that we do, even the prices, uh, our prices, the uh, tone of voice, the, the, the font we use, everything stems from your branding. So I would say that that's a really important one. You know, um, they say that, that your branding is what people say when you're not in the room. Have you heard that before? I haven't heard that one, but I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's sort of like... Um, Imagine, imagine, this might be a bit of a sad, but imagine that you're, you're at your own funeral, that, that your brand, your business, your brand has passed away. Right. And you're at the, you're, you're there at the funeral and you're hearing uh, someone talk about your business and what they miss about it and what they, you know, what they loved about it and all of that. So, so a really good exercise is to write your own. <laughs> it's funny. Your, your imaginary brand obituary. No. Vital Plus was a great uh, editor and all of this. Uh, we had lots of fun. You know, you write that and then that will give you an idea of what you want people to say about you. And once you know what you want people to say about your, your business, then, then, yeah, you have an, an idea. So if you haven't got a, a good, clear branding exercise, at least do that. That's incredible. We thought we were going to go dark there for a second. But yeah, no, but it's, it's actually a really good exercise because you want to know how yeah. will your brand be remembered? How are you talking yes. about in yes. the other rooms? And I, I think that's so insightful, um, yes. not just for, for salon owners that are listening to this, but really anybody that has a brand. Yes. Uh, listening to this, you've actually inspired me to think about, you know, <laughs> how do my, how do people think about my brands? How, how yeah. do they think about my clinic? You know, what do yeah. they think when they, when they Great. go there? I think that's a, a beautiful exercise. And, uh, yeah, look, I think I'm going to go off and do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you can do that about yourself really as well. You are a brand. Um, Steph. So, you know, if you want people to say, oh, Steph, she's so inspiring. And so do everything that, uh, that can inspire others. You know, you, you, you work towards that. You work, uh, through the energy, the vitality that you want to put at people. And, and same with your business. Uh, so yes, definitely. Um, Gosh, you've given us a, a new perspective, a new way of looking at things. I'm not sure who's heard that, um, you know, that example before or that tool before, but um, I certainly have learned a lot from you right now. <laughs> so oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you know, we're talking about, you know, tips 
to get salon owners through, mm. you know, this period, which is quite a hard period, but just in general to make them thrive. And we've all gone through, you know, a couple of years where it's derailed us a little bit. Um, it has forced us to grow and evolve in so many great ways, uh, but it has changed the trajectory of the industry a little bit. Mm. How do you personally see the beauty industry emerging over the next five years? Yeah, uh, I wish I knew, really. <laughs> um, and I think that anyone who tells you that they do, they don't believe them because we just don't know. What I can tell you, though, what I can tell you for sure is that it's evolving very, very fast, faster mm. than ever before. Uh, that's one thing for sure. You know, the scientific and the technological developments are coming left, right, and center. There's just everywhere. And so, you know, it helps to stay informed, really well informed. And that's why I love ABIC and we love everything that you guys are doing because you are, you can't be a beauty salon owner and have, you know, your ear to the ground on everything that's happening. That's, it's just impossible because there are too many things happening. And so you need support from bodies like ABIC or from, you know, from your supply if that's one of the things that they like doing. So definitely the changes are coming fast and you need to be able to be aware of them and you need support, I think, on that thing. Like we sort of, um, as you know, as you mentioned, we're all constantly researching on the skin health um, new technologies are being developed. And because we put a, a big emphasis on the skin microbiome, um, you know, for us, we, we see that there's, there's a lot happening in that industry at the moment. More and more scientific research are coming through showing the importance of a diversified microbiome yes. and, and the importance of the skin barrier and so forth. So for us, at least, we know that in the next couple of years, that's the direction we're going to take. Um, what I will say is that as far as, as beauty salons go, as far as you know, the beauty therapists, I think that a nurturing and caring treatment will always be sought after. So uh, whether it's five years from now or 10 years from now, I think that women will continuously con you know, seek to have that sort of soothing, relaxing rejuvenating uh, facial so if you can give that to your clients you know make them feel recharged and relaxed and in a state of bliss then you know i think you'll have a a, a thriving business for the next five ten years from now uh, that's my point uh, i have to strongly agree and i think there's been such a focus on modalities um really active treatments heat-based devices all those mm. We've gone from one extreme to another. And I think we need to go back and balance the in-between and think, well, yeah. okay, we need, there's a place for cortisol-lowering treatments in our uh, treatment repertoire. We need to, we can't keep forcing those really, really active, um, quite invasive treatments without having that balancing of um, the beautiful healing-type nurturing treatments that you're talking about. There really yeah. is, has to be a balance between the two. So I think sure, that's right. About that is just absolutely for the next five years. I feel like there's going to be an equilibrium that we set in to yeah. the way that we deliver treatments and possibly, you know, see more of that those calming, relaxation, healing treatments actually entering the dermal space again. And that's what we're hope I'm hoping to see that as well in the next five years. I am certain of that uh, we do here at vital plus a lot of the girls uh, we uh, they do treatments on each other 
and God, you see them how wonderful they feel after uh, really relaxing, soothing treatment. They just uh, they're they're walking on a cloud, and I just <laughs> I just imagine that in a beauty salon environment where the clients just leave the salon when they leave your door. You know, without the makeup, without anything, and they kind of leave, sort of transported by the blissfulness that they feel. They'll they'll always want to that sort of experience. They can't, you know. Want I, to I totally it. agree. Yeah. And when and when you were talking about, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen in the next five years. No. You're right. Nobody has a crystal ball, but no. the beauty of humans is that we have this amazing thing called imagination. And sometimes when we think of things, we will them into being. And I feel that that's what's happened with ABIC and what's happened with, you know, people such as yourself, you've willed this, um, you know, our future into being. And I think with all of the economic hardships and everything that's happening in the future, we can will ourselves into a future that, that looks a little bit more how we in the industry love it to be or want it to be. And I think that's exactly what you're doing. You're leading from the heart, you're leading from your imagination, um, and you're putting it out there. And then, mm. you know, things come to fruition when you put it out there. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, it's the power of visualisation. Uh, when you start to sort of visualising your business, how do you want your business to be? It's the more you start imagining the way you want things to be, the more it becomes that way. Uh, so for sure, I totally agree. Such a wealth of knowledge. It's, it's so great to have someone with such broad understanding of the industry, but also has such heart and depth as well on our podcast. It, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Please come back and join us again so we can have some more fun. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much, Frank. You've reached the end of another episode of the Beauté by ABIC podcast, your online support community for the aesthetic and beauty industry. Thank you for listening and until next time, stay connected.